Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with my good friend, LB. How are you today, LB Outdoors? What's going on, my man? It's funny that uh, you say outdoors because there's not as many animals right now. You know, the, the creek is back. There's nice water flow. But today, we've had like one duck for the last few days, week or so, two weeks. But now we have these two ducks. And we think that they're kind of like mating, you know, we have the, I have bird feeders set up very close to the water because that's like a huge attraction for animals. And they've been pecking away at it, the two ducks. Now we got these two ducks. One of them is one of the, I think some people call it a mallard. I know it is a Canadian duck. You know, that, that one with the green head, it, it looks really cool. Yep. So they've been coming by and then they go floating on by after they're done eating. It's kind of cool, man. I like my ducks. You know what I'm saying? Ducks are cool. Patriots are also cool. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but they've done like all this crazy stuff. They had a bunch of cap room and I guess they spent money, you know, and uh, Patriots spent a bunch of money. You probably didn't hear about it. Have you been paying attention? I I, I know that uh, I know that you like football, Bryson. What have you been doing, man? Hey, my man, listen here. You know, ever since the Patriots <laughs> traded for Trent Brown, I've been in a coma. I've been that excited. <laughs> I, I, I ran like people were checking on me like they were like dude Trent Brown is with the, he's with the Patriots like what is Bryson doing right now like what is he doing right now and then everyone looks at my Twitter and like it's like 6 a.m and I'm up and I already have heard the story and said so, like that's ever since Trent Brown like then Kendrick Bourne came and now I'm Kendrick Bourne stand too like a lot of good things are happening in my life and you know I think it's all stemming from me manifesting it by saying Belichick should be fired. BB out. You know, man, you're right. You did this. You know, Patriots fans should be kissing your your toes right now because you just gave them the the greatest free agency period they've ever seen. You know, ever, literally ever, whether it's pre-Belichick or not, you know, this was, this was the greatest thing they ever saw. So they, they owe you a big one for doing that for them. They, they owe us, surely. They really do owe us for a lot. We are the heart and soul of this Patriots nation. Everyone can weep. A lot of stuff happened there. A lot of good things will be. I think um, there's a little, there's like a passing camp going in. It's really cute because I think we're getting, getting ready to talk to that. The Patriots quarterback of the future is not on the roster. LB. He's not here yet. Building him up for today. I just missed what you just said because I was distracted because I was getting attacked by a cat. I'm, <laughs> I, I wish I was kidding. <laughs> it's all right, but I said that the Patriots quarterback for the future isn't on the roster right now. Oh, oh, I absolutely agree. But we have a feeling I, that it might be very soon because LB. Daniel Jeremiah just came into our mentions and all of a sudden was breaking news that a, a lot of people think that Miami's trading out of number three. 
And the Patriots have a lot of draft picks. They can offer future picks. They're, you're probably going to definitely have to be the best officer. It's a division rival. Rival. Maybe they don't even listen. But I don't, I don't know. Hear us out. Maybe Brian Flores and Bill Belichick do trade with each other for the number three pick. And it works out because they love Tua and they feel like all the Patriots picks, They maybe they feel like these quarterbacks aren't, if, you, if they stick with Tua, Maybe they feel like these quarterbacks aren't as good and the Patriots are trading all this capital for a bum quarterback and they like are setting them up to fail. Can you think of it that way? And so then they're inclined to trade them the pick because if they stick with Tua and trade the Patriots a pick, that has to mean that they like Tua better than the quarterback the Patriots are about to draft. That's what you have to automatically assume in your brain. Yep. So it's really yep. not that complicated. No, it's not. It's it's not complicated, but it is complicated, right? It is. As for obvious reasons. Um, other than the, the non, the realistic factors, I offered the very non-realistic. But other than the the obvious, which is like they're the Dolphins, we're the Patriots. It's but not I'm happening. I'm with you too, though, on that, right? Because I tend to believe, as you do too, if you make the best offer, that team will accept it. <sighs> I guess you and I can't speak from an executive in the AFC East what it's like to trade with the Patriots, right? I, I don't know. I mean, does that get you fired? Does your owner really think you're like the worst human being on earth if you just made this big of a trade with the Patriots? I don't know. But they already hired Flores. They must trust him a lot, especially by now. They must believe he's the real deal. What if they say to themselves, look, we trust this guy. If he wants to trade the third pick to the Patriots and we're getting back this incredible return, then so be it. We trust him. We believe in him, and he's our guy. I guess that's kind of how, what we have to root for, right? I mean. We do, LB, but I think that there is a sneaky way for the Patriots to trade up with the team. And Miami is a sneaky. If it happens, people will be like, wow, how did that just happen? But I just we just laid out the groundwork for how it could actually happen. Sure, it the Patriots, according to the trade chart, they could trade their entire draft class. Well, that's a stupid that's a stupid thing to say, yeah. Mikey. Do you know why yeah. that's a stupid thing to say? It because you can offer enough. next round picks. Look, First round before pick you carry on, let me be a nerd and mention the time that the Saints traded their entire draft class for Ricky Williams, uh, second overall, I believe. And their first round pick next year and half the, a bunch more picks. So it wasn't even just the entire draft. It has happened. It has happened. The Ricky I, I, Williams one was absolutely the coolest. I don't one. disagree. But when you say but when you say it like that, like unfortunately it doesn't work because they could trade their whole draft class. Well, yeah, they could, but they wouldn't because they're just going to offer of course. first and second round picks. So Mikey, because, stupid, stupid fact, Mikey. We don't care. You're fired. And because of course the Patriots aren't complete morons. Who would trade their entire, you know, their entire draft class for like a running back, you know, which is exactly. what the But are you for this, LB? Do you want to do you want to see them try to move up to number would, three or number? What I, if they move up into the top five? Should they just do it? Bryson, whatever it takes to get who they feel is the next QB on the roster, because let's face it, if they did that a week after the draft, you and I would stand this guy, right? Yes. We'd love him. Yep. So much like in, we love Nikhil Harry for a while, right? Did we not? And then yes, we I saw said he's the best wide receiver and... of all time. I actually got put in a video with like over millions of views because I was slandering DK Metcalf for Nikhil Harry. That happened you to did. me. You did. We. I was with you. I was with you. We cut. I, I, I cut bait when it was stuff. time. I cut bait when it's time, baby. 
I cut the time. Sorry. And then practice came in August, and Harry was clearly crap. Not I try not to sport of football. <laughs> I can say worse things. I try not to anymore. Bryson knows that. You know, I, I know that we have grandparents and all those different things listening out there, and I don't want to say bad words, but he was he was bad. He was crap. Um so if it if I trust the Patriots, if they want to take a quarterback, whether it's Wilson falls to three somehow or Fields, or you know, I think we all pretty much agree Lawrence is gonna go first. I'd be happy with any of them. I really like Mac Jones. I really like Mac Jones. I know Mikey will like that. We love Mikey Galulo. He he works down there. He writes he writes down in Alabama. He does a great job. He he covers a bunch of different sports down there. He does our college football corner. I love Mikey. Really knowledgeable guy. I would love to have him on sometime, Bryson. But um, I just fired him like Mac five Jones. minutes ago. You did. You just fired even though him. you're in charge, I just I fired him. I like well, I I have no control, but you, I just fired him for you because. This, no, you fired. This is where things get weird because you just fired this guy, <laughs> and I'm advocating for. <laughs> this, these are the things that lead to you know conflict within the workplace. I'm not looking for that, Bryson. So you know what? He's gone. For you, Mikey's there gone. Go. Yet I even said his name. There that we guy go. sucks. He sucks. Love it. But I like Mac Jones. I think if you can stick around it. At fifteen, at fifteen, and get a quarterback. I don't know if you can. Obviously, I, I don't know. Drafts are fluid, but this is the first time we've ever experienced this, Bryson. I, I mean, we're not used to being in this position where oh, that team might draft up for a quarterback. You know what I mean? This this is very, very much brand new to us. Absolutely, but I'm ready to stand the quarterback, whoever it is, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I'm ready to stand. At all costs, I'll, I'll drop my name from Kendrick Bourne stand, as I did from Tripp Brown stand, to whoever this quarterback is. Trade up for him, and we'll stand him very hard, defend him from anyone. And he's got a really good setup now. You're in a really good position because you're set up. You win yep. now. And here's my position, LB. Super Bowls don't come in six Super Bowls at, in 20 years. Like, that doesn't happen. So you take every chance you get to get a Super Bowl. And if that's a rookie year, rookie guy on a rookie deal for two years that you really like, trade the draft picks. You already did it in free agency. You filled the holes. Yep. Get the guy. Win a Super Bowl or two. Just do it. Like, every, like imagine the Buffalo Bills, Bills fans or, like, Lions fans if you just told them, hey, we're going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> they would yep. lose their minds. The Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. Just tell them we're going to make the NFC Championship game, and they're signing up right now. So I am totally with you. If it means the quarterback that you like, that you believe in, all those things, absolutely. Because I don't think Cam's that guy. Quite frankly, he was dog crap last year. He was bad. And I would like to see a lot more competition at the quarterback position. You know, um, this has just gotten crazy, you know. I'm absolutely with you. Like you said about the Lions and you said about all those different teams. I want to win Super Bowls, man, because I always liken it to baseball prospects. Maybe you trade Yon Moncada. Looks like he's going to be the real deal. And he, he's a really good MLB ball player. Even right now he is. But you traded him for Chris Sale. Chris Sale in 2018 helps you get a World Series. You would just. So to me, that's a win, right? You just won the World Series. I want championships. 
I want them now because what good does a championship do when, you know, I'm six feet under and I'm worm food? Nothing. Exactly. Win the Super Bowls now. Figure it out later. Win the Super Bowls now when you can. Anytime you can. So winning is good. It's good. Um, not winning is bad. Winning is good. And there's not much in between celebrations. As for, for years, we know we, we made fun of the Colts fans for, for hanging that banner with the AFC appearance right. thing. That's and good point. So, so we need to, it, it, it's either you win a Super Bowl or you don't. You know, Bryson, I was laughing at that video the other day of, of Bill passing around that AFC championship game trophy like he didn't want to even touch it. But, you know, don't you want to win another AFC championship game? Do you think he regrets things like that? Just not appreciating the moment and just thinking bigger, 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 and just win, 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 win. And not just appreciating some of the moments like that. Because I would love another AFC championship game win. It would be great. It surely would. And a quarterback would help. Trade all you can. Trade up. We don't care if we're going to trade the third overall pick. Uh, we... A lot of other things happened though, LB. Uh, we were talking about the draft class earlier. A lot of, apparently, a lot of people are very mad that a fifth round pick didn't work out. I can't. Is, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, Bill, it's just, don't tell me Bill drafted somebody in the fifth fifth round that was bad. Uh, um, wait. Are you sitting down? <sighs> Hold on. Let me sit down. I'm just. Just sit down for a second. I, I don't yeah. move as Gra- I don't move as quick as I used to. So you got to give me grab a glass of water, too. please. And if uh, you have like a, if you have a towel on hand to dab your sweat off afterwards, please. Grab oh, man. Hold on, I'm just working on this. This is a lot for you know. I, I've gotten a little bit older. You know, <laughs> I'll be thirty. Wait, how old will I be? How old am I? I'll be thirty. Younger 30. than Tom Brady. I think I'll be thirty. <laughs> Dude, wait. How old am I? I was born in '88. August 30th is my birthday. When was I born? How old am I right now? 32? No, I'm 30, 32 right now. Oh, that's bad. All right, I got out my my water. I got my towels. All right, All right perfect. All right, listen, the, the Patriots not... drafted someone in the fifth round, and he was not good. That's what they did. I'm sitting. I'm just waiting for the details because I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> This player wasn't good. Um, there was a lot of a lot of bad negative press about this player. Uh, he got cut. He didn't play. He looked, by all accounts, like not an NFL player every time you saw him. And now he's not on the team. He was a fifth-round pick. I already know you're lying because no Patriots player ever has gotten bad press. I can't think of a single one. <laughs> it's so funny because these are the same kind of people who are like, man... Nikhil Harry is awesome. He's gonna he's gonna break out. Why are you hating on Nikhil Harry? Fifth round pick. <laughs> oh my he's gosh, totally Bill! Good. Stupid, dumb. He's totally good at football. Harry, that dude like is in the wrong offense with the wrong team. He had to play <laughs> with Tom Brady and the quarterback that I think is the best, Cam Newton. So he basically played with like the two greatest quarterbacks ever, in my opinion. But it's not his fault. I hope he gets to play with, like, the football team or the Raiders. He'll own new, new offensive coordinator. 
You will weep when I team hop over to kill Harry. (laughs) You just made the best point ever. The people I am. I am a Buffalo awesome. Bills fan now. I have Nikhil <laughs> Harry. We, you stink. Patriots, oh watch this, Patriots fans. Have you ever seen Nikhil Harry catch four passes in a game? No, that's right. You haven't. Woo! Bills fan. You guys think Bill's good at drafting. He took on Wenu. What about Harry? Harry just needs time. He's really good. He's actually really good at football. I just blame the quarterbacks. So you blame Tom Brady and Cam Newton? Listen, Tom Brady's the GOAT, and Cam Newton won MVP like 20 years ago. So he, <laughs> they're both great. So who I do you just, blame? I just want to know where the retro, now. Where, where our retroactive Ws are. We never asked for the Ws for saying that Harry stinks. And now that he, he you all actually are like finally like, man, he uh, – does think maybe uh maybe those guys are right no they'll just remember that you know we thought cam was bad yeah that was a bad take right i mean <laughs> and look we both tried really hard to like the guy did we not like we i both mean i, I spent real life money on a cam jersey and and i tried to be supportive because i love the patriots and i know you love the patriots like neither one of us want them to lose he started off well he really did. He, he looked really good in the first two weeks, albeit the Seattle Seahawks secondary was absolute dog poo. And, you know, they played the Dolphins week one, and week one can be whatever, as we know. We've seen bad, crappy teams beat the Patriots week one, and then they win the Super Bowl. So who cares, right? I mean, and then week three, he was bad. But you know what? They were 2 and one They had just beaten a 2 and one Raiders team. Uh, we tried to be supportive. And and you know what? Before he got COVID, and I thought he would have helped the Patriots beat the Chiefs that week. And, and history now tells me maybe not. You're absolutely right. We'll take those W's. We'll take those W's. All gets. Bill, you know, misses out on a pick. Who cares? We all we've all pretty much say big whoop fifth round pick. They got they got folk back anyway. Who really cares about that? And we think for we never actually said his name. Do we know how Justin? Was, I don't Justin. think either of us can even know how he's. I mean, well, I, here's what what I do is like I won't learn a I won't learn like a Patriots player name until like I realize he's good. Like people will ask yeah. me about certain players, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Like he's, you just weren't even around back in like 2000 when I was watching. Um, what was it? Uh, Sean Sean Shock Maine Davis. That was a real preseason name. Shock Maine Davis. I wouldn't have learned Remember, it. I would have just been like, you got to earn it, buddy. And he was this incredible preseason wide receiver for a couple of years. I'm telling you, Shock Maine Davis. If we have any like old people, we'll find out tonight if Daniel listens to the podcast. Who we're rooting for. He he has something going on physically and health-wise. So we love you, Daniel. Um, Daniel STB or something like that. But we'll find out tonight if he listens because... Uh, he'll remember Shockman Davis preseason. That's the name they remember. There you go. Over Justin Rohrwasser, the kicker. He was a three percenter, which I know you and I don't do politics on here. Apparently, it's not like a, it's not perceived as a good thing. I think it's fair to say. It's 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 very fair to say. You know, when he had it, I have a pretty well source that a, a lot of people at Marshall. All kinds of people at Marshall liked him, but that doesn't mean much, I guess. I mean, but he yep. had he had 
he, the, the, I mean, the main thing is, I don't care how you feel about it. He had the sleeves. They told him to take the get rid of the tattoo. He had the long sleeves, and then he showed yep. up this year again with the sleeves. The tattoo is still there, so I think that was a big deal too. And then he just kind of didn't perform. Hate to see it, but yeah, well, the sleeves is a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. The Patriots wanted him to get rid of the tattoo. They felt, and many others felt, it represented something not good. And he never, he said he would get rid of it, right? That's, it was reported by TMZ, and he was quoted on it that he would get rid of the tattoos, that he didn't understand what it meant. Okay. But to our knowledge, he never got rid of the tattoo. And as you just said, he kept showing up in sleeves. So he's gone. Didn't he's work done so. up, whatever. It's fine. He's just, I mean, the punt team is there to own. And that's what they're, they're going to do. Is. That's what they're there to do. The punt team is going to own it. Jake Bailey has to kick some yeah. special teams kicks. He does. And if Phil gets hurt, Bailey's going to be in there. We don't, it's okay. The punt team will own. We will, if we need to, we'll punt on first down. Do the Patriots even need kickers? Like Roar Rosser. They Roar don't Rosser. Like people think their kicker, offense so. was bad, LB. Their offense was actually really good because their whole entire goal was to get the fourth down and have the punt team out there. Yeah. And people don't get people that. Are for, people team, are forgetting this. They are. Because the punt team is incredible. So if you don't want Gunner and Jake Bailey, all pro, you know, all pro Patriots on the field, which I don't know about you, I say this often. I'm a component of having your best players in the field. If you don't want Jake Bailey, the punter, and uh, Gunnar Olszewski, the punt returner, out there on the field, then, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not playing smart football. This is, I mean, people like <laughs> stupid people like me think yards for play is a good stat until you apply it to the Patriots when they're the, the entire time they're trying to get the fourth down and punt with yep. Jake Bailey and you have Gunnar Olszewski out there. I mean, it's just crazy. They've got Matt Slater. I mean, they just John Jones plays punt team. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. These guys are just they're, they're the, it's the best punt team of all time. It doesn't get enough credit, so it just got five right. minutes from us. So, well, in all seriousness, we've been making jokes and all that. I have a joke. Mutual. I've been dead serious. <laughs> I've been dead serious. I'm not joking. All right. Well, I know <laughs> I've been busting some chops here. Cam Newton is great for this offense for what he does for the punt team. <laughs> he is. I mean, if you, if you want to get the fourth down, you got Cam Newton in there, and you're going to get there, and your punt team's going to be on the field, and teams weep. Look, if you want the punt team on the field, do you want Tom Brady or do you want Cam Newton? Exactly. I think I'm starting to want Jared Stidham more and more again. I'm, exactly. I'm really starting to like Stidham. He's just fantastic. He's great. But the problem with Stidham is he doesn't let the punt team own because he's throwing picks. Oh, that's true. Good so point. the punt team wouldn't get to own. The punt block, te- block team might own. but So, Bryson, there's this thing going around lately about how Vince Wilfork has more career interceptions than Jamal Adams. And it just, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> well, why are people saying this? Huh? Where do you get this comparison? I got this. I saw this tweet the other day. It said uh, it compared... Jamal Adams' career interceptions, and it said Will Fork has three, and he has two, I believe. And uh, Will Fork was and, a ball uh, hog, though. I mean, you can't really compare those guys. 
I mean, this is real. And then some Patriots guy, and I swear to you, I was so mad because I was like, I almost, I was going to tweet this yesterday, but I wasn't sure if it would be too obvious. I was going to tweet, did you know Vince Wilfork has more career interceptions than Jamal Adams? So, like, you know, hoping nobody saw the graphic. I would just tweet it, you know, just words. Uh, somebody else did it before me, and it was like, damn it, because it's true. But then you remember, oh, yeah, one of those career interceptions was against our backup quarterback. He took it into the end zone for a pick six. Yeah, exactly. Sick, man. So that's the, that further proves our point. We don't want Jared Sim because he won't let the punt team in. He won't let him on unless he's going to hand it off three times. He, he looked good handing it off to Harris against Kansas City, though. He did. He had like a 47-yard run or 30. You know, it was a nice run. It was a, it was a good run. So... And then never forget when Stidham threw that touchdown pass to Harry. My favorite part was... Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. You see, I used to say it was twice, but he actually says it a third. Stop playing with me. And then Stidham the whole time was just trying to get daps from him. Like, you know, a quarterback does to a wide receiver. And, you know, Brady probably would have beat the hell out of somebody if they didn't give him daps after. Because Tom Brady would never be left hanging you know, for like a high five or something like that. You guys absolutely. get it. Uh, absolutely. But, we get it. But he left Stidham hanging. You know, he made his quarterback look like a total idiot. I mean, that's because he is a total idiot. I don't know. But I think when you put two, two total idiot morons in that situation together, like uh, Stidham and Harry, you just get complete idiocy. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. That's why you know Harry might be on the outs this year. They're the load. They already loaded up a tight end, so a position switch isn't really in the works. Uh, yeah. Me and me and someone I can't remember if it was on a pod. Maybe it was me and Spags earlier. Um, we I don't know if they, I think we decided that Harry was like the fifth wide receiver on the depth chart. Doesn't play special teams. And it's it only cost I think it cost seven hundred thousand and just move on. But I think that um, we haven't really talked about it. But if you just if you like decide to get a pick and just move on from Harry, and I respect that. And then you could like you don't have to feel like you need to integrate him integrate him into your long term plans and overplay him when you should be playing someone else. Maybe they draft someone, something like that, and then they just cut ties with Harry. Like for seven hundred thousand dollars, that's that yeah. really, it really doesn't matter. I'm almost at the point where he has been so bad and such a dumbass that you're just almost better off keeping him until camp. I'm not crazy. I about agree with that. I think he stinks. I but do. If you I figure he's out bad. he's not going to play and he's not in the long term yep. plans, then why keep him though? That's all just the feelings right now. Once the yes. draft comes, who knows, right? I mean, we could be feeling completely different. Devontae um, Smith has, may drop. The Patriots may draft the wide receiver. That would be incredible. Um, I really want a quarterback in the first round, though. Badly. You know, Cam is just a complete jackass, and I'm just good. But, you know, I would be totally cool with that. Harry, I don't know. You know, if he comes back, he comes back. Give him a shot in camp. Maybe he shows up. He plays great. Because all of a sudden there's a bunch of competition. Um, he was a first round pick. We've seen the Patriots move on from second round picks incredibly quickly. Um, 
never forget, of course, Duke Dawson, who I've brought up a bunch of times on the pod because I always like to note that Bryson hated him. Bryson felt he sucked. And then this guy never played it down for the Patriots, second-round pick, ended up traded after one year on injury reserve, never played it down, as I said, and he was gone, second-round pick. So the Patriots have no problem really moving on from mistakes quickly. They typically do. You could see it in Albert Hainsworth in 2011, right? They kind of held on to Chad Ochocinco, even though it didn't work. But typically, they've been really good about just dumping mistakes quickly. Harry would kind of fall into that category. The difference is that he was a first-round pick at wide receiver. You might still feel that you can add some depth there, depending on the draft. You know, all these different factors, trades, whatever. Um, So if he does stick, I'm not surprised or anything, you know, but... Ultimately, I don't feel he has a future as a Patriot. Right now, I tend to agree. I think you're totally correct. You've been correct the whole time. Uh, we tried to we tried to be in the kill Harry stands, and then he just like kept giving it. See, the thing about OB and I is like we we. I mean, just look at the players we stand. I mean, we give we'll give you a chance and we'll stand you. But once you like show us that you're not good, or maybe I don't know. You do something to make us not like you, then we're just we. I don't yeah. know. We're just off. We're just off, and then we're we're and, we're we're gonna be right about it. And I know that sometimes you don't like to toot your own horn or whatever, but I know it's something that you talked about last off season, and I felt I heard something similar, and we talked about it, and then Gronk said that he heard our buddy who does the um, edits. I don't even know what his ad is right now, or else I'd give him a shout-out, but he's the best Gronky. Gronky said that he heard Adam Hart say after everything we told the chat that um, he had disappeared and gone to the bathroom in year one in training camp. And you and I had both, our understanding was he was never put on injury reserve his rookie season due to injuries. That was more of an excuse to put him on there. They knew AB was kind of coming at that point or whatever. They'd make some moves and... uh than this year with the light pole, it hasn't been good for Harry. That the the Harry experience, Bryson, has not been good. It just hasn't been. It has not been a good experience. No, it really hasn't, and that stinks. But it hasn't been a good experience at all. I hate to it see it, honestly. Out. You know, if if they want to keep him around until camp, so be it. I get it. First round pick. You want to give him one last shot. You feel the competition is there. And we all know that your favorite thing was he would fight the cornerbacks. <laughs> what was the guy's name? You said to bring him into camp this year. Was it Michael Michael Jackson? Was, it, was that the guy? His Michael name was like Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. So that's how we all remember him. Even though his name is Michael Jackson, we remember him for fighting Harry. So you know what? He's actually kind of like the best Patriots player of the past few years. Absolutely. Good fan. He's undoubtedly the best. I mean, you have to wonder. They should have kept him on the roster over Harry. Harry sucks, man. I mean, we told people that. I know that you you have a good friend who kept joking about him being Dwayne Allen and blah, 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 blah. But I was in total agreement with you that day. I watched all of his videos, all of these different things. And you immediately saw him on film and thought, boy, this guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, I guess whatever. The Patriots have signed Kendrick Bourne. They've got Nelson Aguilar now. You know, they signed it guys? It's, it's, yeah, they did. It stinks that you ha- 
that you have to, you know, a guy's like a, a bust when you have to sign players at his position mm. because he doesn't fill that position. So that is, he's actually a bust. So cry, he's a bust. So they actually did sign these players. LB Nelson Aguilar. They kind of set the marker with. They got born, and they got the two tight ends, and uh, that was very good. We love to see that. I actually like Nelson Aguilar m- more than most people. Uh, so I was trolling a little bit in our in the chat and some of my buddies about how the Patriots set the market for Aguilar, but I could definitely see him outperforming this contract. Really good. Yeah. And like you said about the market, you said it to me before we started the podcast. I totally agree. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that this is what set the market. Because we saw wide receivers kind of sit and not sign for a while, but end of the day those guys above him all made more money um Aguilar had a fantastic 2020 he's had the dropsies the rest of his career but it was never an issue of getting open or all these other things maybe the Patriots feel that the drops are behind him and that's what we gotta hope for you know and Ultimately, do I worry when they sign a wide receiver a little bit? But I really like Bourne. I think Bourne's going to be fantastic. Something about the kid I like. I worry a little bit about, you know, the whole package. I do. Um, He's a little bit different than your usual Patriot, but I think that's what everybody's going to love about him. He's a little bit different. We're not quite used to, um, you know, a rapping wide receiver. He's literally a rapper. I don't know if you know this. If you if you look him up on YouTube, he has a rap album. Yeah, I helped, I helped him write it. <laughs> I actually was featured multiple times. You had a tweet recently, and that's why the rap thing stood out to me, because you said about somebody had heard their rap album, and so they decided to, like, leave. That was Tom Brady with oh, Sonny Michelle. Michelle. No, he heard yeah, his mixtape, and he was had tired a, of it. Yep, Sonny Michelle has a rap album. It, so. he, because he hated him, had nothing to do with him like not being good. It it had everything to do with like Bill was like, here, Tom, uh, we've got this running back guy. Here's the sixth <laughs> tape. And then they played his mixtape in the locker room, and Tom was like, Bill, what the – he just, just listen to it, Tom. It's a little fire. We actually love it around here. That's what we're drafting him first overall for. <laughs> and, then, and then Tom was like, I'm not doing this for another year. This mixtape oh, sucks. Man. <laughs> I just, it's just, it should be fun, right? I mean, I feel like the Patriots are different right now. Personally, I worry a little bit myself about cultural things. Um, have the Patriots lost too much over the years to maintain their, their, you know, their culture, which was so iconic. And have I they think they gained something really back? important back. I think you're getting ready to say it. They, they they brought someone really important back, LB, that we both Kyle love. Van Noy. That's right. Yes. Were you really going to go Van Noy? Yeah. All right. Good. That's what I like to hear, man, because I love the way he played. Did I always love his mouth? No. But I grew up during Rodney Harrison, so it was a little bit different. We have a little bit of balls. You say something sometimes. Is Kyle Van Noy perfect with the things he says? No. But on the field, he performs. And overall, I like having a guy with a mouth sometimes. He makes you step it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you saw when Kyle Van Noy had that little tussle with Cam Newton, you noticed the Patriots players, they didn't step in between. They weren't yelling at Kyle Van Noy. They weren't pushing him. They weren't 
taking a swing at them or even cussing them out. Look at their faces in the picture. They're like, oh, man, we love Kyle. By the way, we're not yep. about to say anything. Why does Kyle have to do us like this? That's not exactly. cool. Exactly. They took their L, and they had just won. Yep, Kyle Van Noy is a great Patriots player. He loves the Patriots. Love he loves it. the area. He loves. I mean, he. I mean, people aren't talking about it enough. I mean, the guy leaves. Belichick trades for him for a low pick, like a mid-round pick. Kyle Van Noy comes here, absolutely balls. Was played out of position a little bit. Played the star linebacker position with the Patriots. Balled. Set the edge, balled, gets paid, yep. which is really awesome, good for him, and then he's back again. <laughs> yep. And he's yep. I, and, and he's like and, one of their best linebackers on the roster now and improves their team vastly. And he's also a great guy in the locker room. I'm more excited about Van Noy than I am Judon or Hightower. I don't care. I am. I watch Van Noy play. He's a great player. He is. Sets the edge incredibly. Maybe the best edge setter we've seen consistently since Willie McGinnis. So I mean, he sets think, that edge. He, dude, he does, man. So we saw the drop-off in the run game last year. Did we not? Guess who always played strong side? Van Noy. He's your guy, man. He's a great player. His mouth isn't always perfect. There's times you probably wish, okay, you didn't need to say that. But sometimes it's a good thing for a locker room. Your teammate says something. And a good coach looks at you and says, well, I hope you guys are ready to back that up. And I felt the Patriots most of the time did. This is a guy who came here in 2016, I believe, right? And, um, yes. Right when they had traded, you know, uh, Jamie Collins to the Browns. And then not long after, I believe Van Noy comes from Detroit, former second-round pick. And he's played in that Super Bowl. They immediately won Super Bowl 51. Then they went Super Bowl 53 with him. Uh, they played in three consecutive Super Bowls with Kyle Van Noy. This is a guy I want on my team. Kyle Van Noy is great. He's actually a big fan of the podcast. Check the mention history. Kyle Van Noy loves Title Talk podcast. He loves LB and Bryson, so cry yep. about it. He is at the absolute man. That actually brings me to another thing it'll be and it's actually you know a really good thing for patriots and patriots fans that means they have a lot of good, really good players so you have this list of like guys who are going to be in the front uh, front seven um i'm missing a lot here but you got uche kyle van noy you have adrian phillips who's gonna who played mainly linebacker last year judon he may stay in up son i doubt it but then you've got mills who's gonna play in the box a lot you got duggar you've got uh, jennings you've got Wino. And you have uh, Raekwon, the new linebacker they just signed, and then who who didn't I name there? You have I'll tell you, you what. I didn't name Bentley, and also didn't name another player. We know. Did you say Winovich? I did. So why don't we start with circling off the guys who aren't going anywhere? I'll start Mills, Judon, right? Um, Van Noy. Uh, Devon Godshow is more defensive line, of course. We've got We're Duggar. Talking. We've got Phillips. Uche. Duggar. So circle Duggar. He's not going anywhere. Jennings. He's not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere. They just drafted Jennings him. Jennings isn't going anywhere. Wait, Raekwon, the dude they just signed, he's not going they anywhere. They just signed. I don't know if he's not going anywhere. I won't go that crazy. I, th- I think he could be. I'm iffy. He could be a camp body, but it almost feels like uh, he's not going anywhere. He's close, right? I mean, Obviously, you agree. He's, he's close to that point where he's an interesting guy. Um, who else isn't going anywhere? That's 
That's basically the list right there. But I didn't mention Dante Hightower. And look, Dante Hightower, we all love him for many years. Awesome. But I'm trying to build a team here. And I just mentioned a bunch of guys that I really want on the field, like on every down. Yep. And that are awesome. Like Kyle Duggar, like a lot of Patriots fans love Kyle Duggar. But they don't know that like he can like he like will come up and smack a guard like a Landon Roberts did, and and also runs fast like he's he's working on his coverage stuff. Yeah, sure he got beat a little bit, but if you watch him in the run game, watch him smack people around, you realize how good of a player he actually is. Like I want I want Duggar playing more. I want Mills playing more. Who's going to be in the Chung role? He's going to play in the box a whole lot. I want Phillips playing more. He's really speedy. He's yep. kind of like Duggar. He can take on blocks. And the odd man out is the player who, how much better is Dante Hightower than Kyle Duggar? And I'm telling you, Thank he you. isn't. He probably isn't, and he's not better by $8 million. So I think the, I think there is a situation where the Patriots go to Hightower and they say, look, um, we value you at this this number right here. Take it or retire, or you know maybe we can look at, for a trade for you. I doubt you'll have any trade value, but otherwise we're going to release you. We'd hate to see it come to that, but raise your lower your cap number and or um just retire because the Patriots have a lot of a lot of good players in the front seven and even on edge Hightower doesn't fit there outside linebacker Hightower doesn't fit there I'm a firm believer and you want your best players in the field how often are we taking players off the field situation you know situation football is is a good thing but it it can also become a detriment. You become easier to predict. They call that tendencies, where people see Phillips coming on the field and everybody knows, okay, so this is what they're doing. We go opposite, right? So they have a lot of good names, a lot of good bodies, but at some point you have to look at the bodies that are making the most money and say, how much more value do you bring to us than just keeping Duggar on the field? And Bryson, I love Duggar. So, Me too. you know, when, yes, he had struggles in pass coverage as a rookie. Aren't you kind of like willing at this point to see how he looks in year two at it? Do you know what I mean? To just leave him on the field and let him do his thing because he's an absolute baller. That kid's a football player. Don't you want him on the field? Don't you want your best football yeah. players on the field all the time? I do. I know it gets hard. And that's the great thing about the Patriots, right? Is that they always find ways for their best football players to be on the fields in the best situations. But at, at, at some point or another, you have too many bodies. And right now, they have a lot of bodies. I think you're right. Hightower was a great Patriot. He's, he's going to be in, he's going to have a red jacket one day. He's going to be in the Patriots Hall. He's awesome. He's really important for Dynasty 2.0. I remember when a lot of fans were slandering Hightower in 2013, and I was actually one that was like, nope, he's actually going to be good one day. Just wait. And then he was, and now, I mean, look, he's like he's past his prime. I mean, I love the guy, but Kyle Van Noy's a better player. I think Duggar's a better player. And I think there's a good chance a lot of these other guys are just better players too. Like Uche, I think he could be a better player. And the leadership thing, like, please spare me. This team is coached by Bill Belichick. You're right. You're right. Sometimes I fall for the leadership stuff, too. I admit it. You have to wonder how many games you win or lose because, like, and you know what the funny thing is? People get back, well, the Patriots would have won the Eagles Super Bowl with Dante Hightower. Yes. 
They would have definitely. I would have loved to see Hightower chase Zach Ertz around all day long. That would have been awesome. And Nelson Aguilar in the slot. I would have loved that. That would have been. I great. like. I like that you just said that because I don't know, but the the Patriots were great on offense that night. I'd rather have Julian Edelman. Sure. Because 2017, no Edelman, no Hightower. Pick one. Give me Edelman. Yep. Yep. I I'm with you. I'd rather have Edelman. It stinks, but you save you you save a lot of money. You just you save money. You can roll it over, and if not, what I mean, he really you're gonna play a player. You're gonna pay a player twelve million dollars to be like a minimal snap guy. Like, jeez, how many? Uh, what, what downs does he play, Bryson? I mean, he's I mean, he's obviously you kind of don't want him. He's not going to be one of your best pass rushers. He's not going to be a, one of your best cover guys, and you probably don't want him playing middle on third down. So he's your run stuffing linebacker on first down. Like it's it gets so easy. You know why? Because all I have to do is say what does the other team really want you to do, and they really want to see high tower on the field. Trust yeah. me. They they so want they want to down, find ways to beat this guy in the coverage. I'm sorry. Yeah, on first down they said there's their run stuffing linebacker. Let's just throw a little something and you know short, and we'll pick up six, seven, eight yards, and then we'll just. Cool. Keep them on the field on second and two. You know, uh, I'd rather have better players on the field. I love Dante Hightower. I'm, I struggle to find, could he provide something to the Patriots in 2021? Absolutely. Right. Of course he could, but there are other guys and he's making a lot more money. And I'm not sure that he is a significant upgrade over them. We totally agree, and that's a good thing because I will, we will be the first on the corner, and we have been for a little bit. The Patriots' defense will not only be better this year, it's going to be a top defense. I think you're right. It's very versatile. Think. They've improved their pass rush. They they can set the edge. If you, you build a team to play what the Patriots like to do, and they did it. They could be really good. It sucks because I don't know, man. Like I, I want to see them be really good with their quarterback of the future. And they added Trent Brown. What else do you want? They added Trent Brown. Can you even imagine an offensive line that has Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown? Isaiah Wynn was there in 2018, of course, but he didn't play. He was on injury reserve, and you know, uh, Bryson, how are you holding up? I don't know. It's pretty awesome, but I, I have like this, I have like this like little thing in the back of my head, this like jealous spouse thing, where I feel like Isaiah Wynn might be on the outs. I wow! It's got this like bad feeling about it, so I can't be like I try to be happy, but I can't be happy because I just I don't know. So I have this happens? bad feeling. I have this bad feeling. So what do they do? Because I don't feel like the Patriots are going to pick up Isaiah Wynn's fifth-round option, fifth-year option, and I, and I would absolutely do it. No, I actually wouldn't do it. Like, I understand why they're not going to do it. <laughs> but it, unless Wynn just balls this year, which he could, but unless Wynn was, like, just awesome and just, like, stepped up a level, like, that was the only way, you could, the only way you're going to pick up this option he has and then maybe yep. get a deal done in the future, 
But right now, if he continues the way he is, and, and he's a when he plays, he's a really good player, but he just hasn't really played a lot. The Patriots definitely value players that play. That's what Bill always says. So I know in the back of my mind, he's been thinking about it. So I always, I always don't, I don't know, I don't know about the Isaiah Wynn thing. Well, that's. But Trent, Brown, Trent Brown's there, and Wynn is there, and I like them both. I wish they'd keep them both at tackle, and kicking Isaiah went inside to left guard, and then because he actually played in college too, just like Michael Wenno, and was actually equally awesome. But no one talks about that. You're right. <laughs> You're, I mean, you're, when you're right, right. So how many offensive linemen do you kind of stand now? Um, Four or five? I try with Shaq Mason. We've, fifth, we've, we've like fist bumped before, and, that, and I'm inclined to stand him really hard, but there's something just, I don't know, maybe he's just not, I don't know. You know, he's, he, had the, he, had the, he had the sack, the sack fumble that was also Brady's fault in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I don't yeah. really stand. I can't stand them all because then I don't know. But I I never stand Joe Tooney. I I love him. But David Andrews a little bit. But there's just something about Trent Brown. He's just like <laughs> he's just giant. And he's just like he makes like he makes regular beastly NFL players look like they're not like they're not <laughs> humans. <laughs> it's great. Like he's, yeah, like this like... dude has a clause in his contract to be under 360 pounds. So right now the Patriots want them to weigh in at 380. Oh wait, so it's so under 380? No, the Patriots want him at 380. So he it, so, it came out today. Man, I mean 380. Can you imagine moving a like getting by a human that's 380 and that has the <laughs> No. I mean, <laughs> and that's that's him when he's small. And no one called what would happen like we called this. I mean, we totally said like Trent Brown the Raiders it's not going to work. Uh, they don't know. They don't know how to get Trent Brown on the field and motivate the Patriots. Do he'll be he'll be back someday. Said this in 2018. Yeah. No, it'll be 2019 now. But after the 2018 season, after yeah. the Super Bowl, actually, it was right before the Rams Super Bowl. We talked about him leaving. Blah blah blah. But I Chris, when we did like a, po- a podcast post season after everything was done, and we talked about how he would go to the Raiders and how he had said all these things about Skarnakia and. We felt it wouldn't work, and it didn't. Absolutely not. I hated to see it, but he got the bag, and now he's back, and he loves football. He loves Patriots. He said this for he years now. He loves He loves it, man. He's out there working. I mean, the guy's just massive. I mean, you can't argue. You have you have Trent Brown on your team. Players on their team are like, seriously? Like, we have to get, we have to get by, like, a redwood tree? Like, we yep. have – like, that's stupid. There's something to that. The other sideline has to look across the field and be like, oh. <laughs> he looks like he's 13 years old. He looks like Andy Reid at the kick punt. He looks like Andy Reid at the punt, like punt pass competition. He's huge. I like that. He looks like he's 13, but he also looks like he's like 486 years old. And he's just a tree. He Thank looks like if he, he would cry if you yelled at him too hard, but also he looks like he would pick you up with one arm. Like, he'd cry if you yelled at him too hard, but if you tried to chop him down, it would be illegal because he's like a, um, what would you even call it, like a historic landmark? <laughs> <laughs> he's giant, man. He's awesome. Like, you can't chop him down. <laughs> that man, he belongs to the, the country. You know, you can't chop down a tree this size. It's been around this long. 
He's the man. He's the greatest. Yeah, that's your guy. You always love that. That is my guy. Yeah. They need to extend him immediately. You know why? I I guess we we just found ourselves here, but it really wouldn't surprise me if they actually did draft a tackle in the first round, if if a tackle somehow dropped. Because uh, you got to think, like I just said, unless Isaiah went totally balls and you extend him, he won't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be there for a long term. Trent Brown's on a one year deal. Maybe they figure things out. It sounds to me like we're hearing that they, they will figure something out and they'll do they'll do a long term deal. But if they don't, and then you move uh, you move in window inside, you're left with what a tackle. Nothing. You don't have anything. Trent Brown's you have you calf. have, you have Heron just and off a calf. You could. You have Heron, and you maybe you draft someone the first round, and I wouldn't what if care. You just just hack off one of Trent Brown's, Brown's legs. It would be less expensive. Play, yeah, and make it play offensive line. I mean, contractually, <laughs> I mean he'd probably be fine. You know, the leg would be fine because it's still like eight feet tall. Well, you know, maybe the Patriots haven't been getting creative enough. Have we thought of that? Maybe they should try harder. <laughs> Maybe they should like do better. Maybe stop stinking it up. Stop not caring. It's and funny, be- man, because like we I get on Twitter one day, twitter.com, and most like there's this article about how it's about some guy from PFF about how the Patriots went shopping at Target and like, well, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I literally just went to Target like it owns. And he was like, yeah, but you don't <laughs> understand. They spent $500 on a lamp when they should have spent $50 on a, on a lamp. And I was like, sorry, but I'm never buying it. Wait a minute. Wait a, wait a minute. I've never seen anything that's $500 for a lamp in Target. So like that analogy, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter compare to- I'm not even buying a $50 lamp. I'm buying the one that's like 12 bucks. But then he was on quick slants with Kern, and I was like, man, just slandered this guy, and he's on quick slants with Kern. But yeah, no. Is that Jeremiah? Like, uh, no, this was, uh, this was some PFF guy that said the Patriots overspend in free agency, which I don't think they did. I think they, I think they needed to spend the money that they did, and they got a lot of good contracts, a lot of places they can get out on. I think they did smart stuff. Build a GM is actually pretty good. I agree. Bill the GM has had his bad times, right? He hasn't always been perfect, but he's he's, he's been he's great been since Trent Brown. Lately. <laughs> so basically, he's, so starting back in 2018, he's been great. He's, then, right? He's been so great. He's been number Trent. one. Number one. They got Trent, and what did they do? They won a Super Bowl. How many years has he been here again? This oh yeah, year. one. What did they do? He wasn't even here for a year, to be honest. I mean, exactly. And they were like 10 months as soon as he showed up. Yep. So, I mean, all this this locker room talk, I mean, if Trent Brown's in and he's in with Bill, like, you're not, no one else is going to say anything. Can you imagine, like, some, like, fifth string defensive back being like, nah, Bill's stupid. And Trent Brown just, like, lifts him up in the air and puts, stuffs him in a locker. I just want to say that's actually an underrated point because people used to say that like the guy that did that role was Willie McGinnis. The Patriots actually do have like a locker room patrolman and 
you're not totally wrong about what you just said. I know that you were like joking, but it's also true. It is true. You know, some young offensive lineman or some, they want to run their mouth, blah, 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 blah. Trent Brown's your guy now. And Bill might actually ask him for more of a leadership role now. And he'd probably be totally accepting of it. I think you'd agree. He wants to be a Patriot. He loves it here. I think that uh, he'd gladly take that role of the big guy that will beat up on the little man. I just got to say, like, how good does the Patriots offensive line feel right now? Do they feel like they're all-stars? Do they look around like, man, we're, we feel like the, the 17 Warriors. Do you think they feel like that? That'd be awesome, even though Joe Tooney leaves. But it feels like they'd be like, feels like they feel awesome. That's the interesting, like you said, Joe Tooney leaves, and they must still be feeling great, maybe better than before, because you always expect to lose guys every year, right? And they probably expected to lose Tooney, but they didn't expect to gain Brown, gain, uh, you know, keep David Andrews, gain Karras. And all of a sudden, their offensive line just, it, they lost an incredible player like Joe Tooney, and it doesn't feel like they lost anything. I agree. I really agree. Then Andrews came back. I think, you know, what we can do on title talk is we're, what a lot of people can't do. A lot of these beat guys love them. A lot of, what a lot of they can't do is they can't just like say a lot of stuff that we say. So we're just going to go ahead and do it. And this is 100% facts. And I know it's true for a fact and no one can dispute it. So I just want to say that OB and I can just go ahead and report that Andrews market is actually not the best. And from what I heard, the Patriots had an offer for Andrews, and this is what happened. Patriots had an offer for Andrews. They felt it was really good, and that's that's when I actually LB and I talked, and LB had a tweet that you know, unfortunately, a lot of the beat guys were like, "No, Andrews isn't coming back." So LB was like, "Dang," you know, and I was like, "Dang, I was wrong," but I didn't think I was wrong because we heard that Andrews would be back, and that, um, but it actually turned out that Andrews had one other offer that was for a division team one year and the Patriots offered him four years. When he actually came back, the Patriots actually lowered his offer because it was just so not close to the one that he got from the other team. So we can go ahead and report that, but it was great. And I love to see that the Patriots were like, nope, here's your offer. And we don't care. We're bringing you back. And that was awesome to see that they, they, because I, I didn't think that they would let Joe and David leave, that they would keep definitely keep one of them, and they did. They extended their arm to David Andrews. They paid him very well. well listen, you said for a few days he was coming home. Um, you were absolutely right. I think that people saw the Kara signing, and they went bonkers and felt that was the end. And all of a sudden, we started seeing reports that Andrews was gone. I tweeted earlier before that I had heard good things that he was coming back. Now, I would like to say I based those things on what Bryson tells me. Sometimes he tells me I can't say things. Sometimes he doesn't. And I feel like, okay, so if I tweet this, I can kind of imply it and let it be known out there a little bit. I don't like to do it, but I did it in that case. Um, Bryson wasn't mad or anything, of course, because it was just, 
he had been tweeting himself that day that pictures of Andrews and the home emoji, I think it was. Um, and he was absolutely right. So even as that day went on, it went on and I I remember I'm, I'm in a separate thing with you and you even said, wow, I'm really disappointed. I, I'm a little bit surprised that my guy didn't come through. And I was, you know, shocked because Bryson doesn't just say things, period. I've known him for a while now. Anybody that's listening right now, he doesn't just say things. And if he tells me something like that, he means it. He meant it that day. Um, as the day went on, he felt confident in it. And then the next day, the Dolphins, I think it was the next day, the, the day after, just trying to kind of, you know, explain the timeline here. But um, not long after, the Dolphins signed another center. And all of a sudden, Bryson tweets, because, you know, once again, we discussed, we talked. And once again, I, I just stuck by him the whole time thinking, man, it seems like it's just he feels good about this. All of a sudden, Dolphins signed another guy and. Bryson tweets, how do we know that David Andrews isn't coming back? And it's like, man, it got us talking. We started talking about Devin McCourty when he was supposed to be an eagle. Everybody said he's an eagle. And then the reports afterwards said the Patriots told him, you go get your best offer. You know our offer. He came back with his, with what he was offered. And ultimately, I don't know the, you know, the ex everything about what went down with McCourty, but Ultimately, he was a Patriot for a long time. He's still here. So I feel that's what happened with Andrews. <clears throat> and it's something that we talked about a lot. And I, it was funny because that night when it was announced that he resigned with the Patriots for four years and it was like, you know, 19 million. I mean, it was just calling Bryson like, dude, you were right. You were right. You were right. Like you stuck to it. You were right. And it was really cool. It was it was a really interesting two days for David Andrews. I can't remember ever being, you know, feeling so involved in, in something like that. It was just crazy because, you know, I, I was saying on the timeline, you know, he's here. Then I said, you know, I'm sorry. I messed up. He's not here. I miss him. He's going to be, you know, we're going to miss him badly. And then he was back the next day, Bryce. And so once, you know, you deserve props for things like this because, it's funny. I, I just kept like feeling like you knew what was going on. And I had nothing to do with my original tweet. It was just things that I had been told by you. And I know how you are. You don't just say crap to say crap. So that's really it. Wow, man. I'm really crying, actually. It's just funny because um, I don't, we just like don't care. Like, don't I'm, I never I never I never want wanted to be like an account that like just reported news and like I just like hear some stuff like it's cool like I like I don't know like you guys might not believe us but we we've created like this network and you'll you'd be surprised at people that will DM me things like when Tom Brady left um, I knew I knew some stuff and just like lucky enough to talk to a lot of people yep. and then people started like this guy DM me he's like bro I work for this company we just bought a ton of billboards like that say thank you Tom and that was days before he announced it and then I was yep. like man this is weird well, I'm gonna tell knew, people you knew long before that yeah but like this, right now, these these we, things we happen. had a personal talk yes the night of the best buddies and we can't you know but you knew. And you're right along. People want to give you. That's what I like about you, though. You don't just hear something little, you know, hey, this guy's signing with the t 
Titans and you just tweet it and go crazy. So people should be appreciative. I know, I'll never forget people trying to give you crap about that tight end they signed. You said it days before. The tight end comes in, works out, is reported he signed. And then it's reported he didn't sign and people tried to come at you. People should actually be grateful that they have like a fan like them who who is just much, you know, they're a, you're a fan like the rest of them. But it's also willing to give them these nuggets of information that they would never know otherwise. We, we're like the Oracle of the Patriots. Like things just, we're the hub of the Patriots. Like things just like come to us and we just like tell you. And we've created this long network. And I mean, like people don't understand, like people actually do like us. And a lot of their favorite people on Twitter, like, beat writers don't talk to them like we talk to them like because we're like i don't want to say for the fans but we are we are we are down for the little guys we are one of the little guys so they like to dm us we dm them back we have our like long multiple chats and like long networks and we've connected with all sorts of people yep. like i mean the, all these people will see the people that like tweet us and stuff like that we are the real deal Listen, some people aren't going to like us. I get that. I, I can't pretend like I've been perfect in all my years on Twitter. I started off as a regular you know, guy on Twitter, just not ever even expecting to interact with anybody. You know, back in like the first year, I, I, I first created my first account in 2011. And then my first year of really using it was 2014. Um the thing that I always go back to is the night after the Chiefs lost, the Patriots got smoked. I got into a big argument with Mark Schlereth. Tweets still up on his part. You can see him responding, <laughs> responding to me at the LB2. But at the end of the day, like, yes, we're fans. We, we, we love the Patriots as much as anybody. But it's like people will get mad if you say something. It's like, you know, you're just trying to be cool with other fans. And you've been told so many different things that turned out to be right that I can't even tell people. I think that's what like bugs me sometimes is that you don't get the credit you deserve. So if you say one thing like, oh, hey, this tight end is signing here and then he works out, you know, three days later, which you're obviously right about and. It's reported that he literally signed. And then a day later, he didn't sign due to some sort of physical issue. You know, people want to... How about people, just... Do people think I made up? I didn't even know who Jordan Leggett was, my guy. Of course. Yeah, of people course. think I make this up? Jeez. Nobody even knows who he is now. You just said his name, and nobody even probably remembers it. You said Jordan that, Leggett. And that guy who DM'd me it. saying that it happened, he apologized. Yeah, he told me wrong. I mean, he did work out, and I guess he no, did actually was supposed to sign, and then he was supposed to sign, and then he had like some bug in the workout or something like that, and didn't something, sign. He worked out. It was reported that he signed, and then something happened. So if that's like your big gotcha, then you're kind of an idiot. Because what have you ever been told anything even close to that? A random tight end working out, and I know more. Trust me. But a certain tight end they signed that things got weird with. So I won't say anything more, but, you know, go Patriots. We love it, good Pats. Uh, LB, <laughs> do, do we need to say need to say anything 
Uh, I know Spags and I talk. It's going to be after this, too. And I think next week we're going to have Mr. Doug Kyatt on as well. He's a good friend of ours, so he'll be on with us. We can talk end of free agency. Anything else before we get into Jim Corner? I don't think so. We probably just talked like two hours of football. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's with it. It is fine. I love it. I know it. for I me, I'm, I'm a consumer of podcasts, and I love when my favorite podcasts are like an hour and a half long, and the guys are into it talking. Like I listen to podcasts at three hours long. I don't care. And I like it because they're into it the whole time. They're always giving you good stuff. And I feel like we're always, you know, especially when we talk about Trent Brown, we're always giving you good Patriots stuff. <laughs> if you're a Patriots fan, you should be listening to this podcast and you should listen to our other podcast, following us on Twitter. Like, I listen to the other Patriots podcasts and I love those guys, but it's not the same. Believe me. You do. This is close. We're trying to have this fun. Is, this is, I mean, who cares? I mean, yeah, so what? Don't have a. We don't we don't have a check mark by our name, but it's fine because it's better than all. So I love that. I, I do. Ever since I started coming on here, it's changed my life. I have fun. It's the funnest thing. It's hard to explain. I, I always tell everybody before my first my uh, first podcast with Bryce and I was like sweating so bad and it was a train wreck in my head. But it turned out to be a fantastic podcast. I remember some of the stories. I remember the OBJ story. He had uh, been smoking a blunt and doing lines, and uh, he was with some some girl and his friend, and he wanted to watch them. And you know, it's a it's a family podcast. I'll leave it at that. But it was a fun podcast. Absolutely, no doubt about it. LB, I always love doing the pod with you. There's this thing we do every once in a while. It's called Jim Corner, and uh, as I'm I'm actually prepared to get. My second dose of my vaccine soon, so I'll be fully vaccinated. But this whole this whole time though, I've been in a place where I can go to the gym, as everyone knows. So, at, like, I've been going to the gym. I have two gyms now, and you know, it's today's <laughs> today's March the twenty fifth. And I and I what I did in what I did in in January was I paid my OG gym. Um, I, my OG gym that's in my town, I paid them for till April. So April's coming okay. up. I'm going to be due soon or they're going to start beating me up and stuff when they see me. So, I mean, what I have this other, the other one I haven't been going to as much. So, I mean, like the weather's getting nicer. I'm going to be able to run outside. And so I haven't been running on the treadmill as much. Like, uh, like I'm trying to start lifting weights and gain a little bit more weight again. So I don't know if I need all these gyms now for treadmills because that's really all I use them for and over the summer. So I think I need to cut down on my gym intake. And Bryce, what have I been telling you for like a year? You have too many. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, you know what? Even, how many, there's no way you only have two gym memberships. I feel like you must have at least like four. I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm part of a, a men's basketball league also in another gym. Well, that's cool, though. That's so I'm cool. so I'm like, I have three gyms because on Sundays I play basketball. Okay. Because <laughs> I just, I wish people could just like, I wish we could just pull up old podcasts where we talked about this and I would just like, bust your balls because you'd be like, I don't like this gym in my hometown anymore. I'm kind of done with it. So I started going, I was like, dude, you're going to, we both know you're just going to keep paying in that membership. <laughs> going to your new gym. Mm. That's what oh. you do. You're paying both of those memberships, aren't you? 
I treat, yeah, I am. I treat the gym like I do the Patriots and that privately I will complain about them a lot, but I, I actually love them. Yeah, you like having like the access. It's the power. You like having the power. Yeah, I have two gyms, and I know I can hold that against the other gym. You know, I, I have I've got some leverage here. I feel like a pro athlete now. I can be like, look, the other gym is giving me smoothies on Fridays for free. Like, you need to step up your game, or I'm out of here. Like, I can start doing that now. I feel like uh, I can. I should maybe get my own agent to start negotiating my contracts with these gyms. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like I. We can, maybe we could get your intern on this. Maybe this is something maybe. he would do. Well, you're not wrong. I don't know. I mean, the gym, the, I, maybe I need them. And the gym, you know, gym season is, <laughs> is coming up. You know, I have a lot of people in my life wanting to feed me sweets like every day. So <laughs> I definitely need the gym more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because every time I get on the scale, I'm less. And I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but... And maybe I need to get that checked up. But the more, the crappier I eat, like, I don't know if I'm just losing muscle or what, but so I'm starting to, I'm going to start lifting again. I'm going to start, I'm going to start um, doing creatine. That's what you call create, like taking creatine. You call doing creatine because it's people act like it's some horrible thing. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing creatine. Is creatine a gateway supplement, by the way? <laughs> I think it is. Is it really? I think like in like the the supplement universe, I think creatine is like weed, where it's like the gateway, like you know, to the S word steroids. And Bryce would never do those, of course. I mean, <laughs> look at the guy. <laughs> His I need to now. I mean, I'm my gosh, I'm, I'm getting small over here. The only thing that's the only thing that remains is the calves because I need to climb hills because <laughs> I did so that today. Who's giving you the sweets? You got sweets? What's going on? I've got people in my life that claim they love me who want to give me diabetes. <laughs> Bryson, <laughs> Bryson's uh, an M&M, one of those peanut M&Ms away from diabetes. Yeah, uh, my high school football coach, would always, he'd always say that like if there was guys on the team that were overweight linebackers, he would always just be like, my guy, like, don't argue with me. You're a biscuit away from being a nose tackle. I got to tell you, though, because the people in your life that want you to fatten up and gain weight, in my experience, they're the ones who uh, love you the most because th their goal is you never leave. <laughs> they just, you know, you, you just got to stay by their side. I mean, I'm the only place I'm going to go is the gym. We all know that. Oh, that's no good. You got to stop that. I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm not going to leave anyone. No. I'm just going to go to the no. gym. No more gym corner. We're going to, we're, we're about to become like, um, recliner, recliner corner. What would be like a good, just <laughs> lazy boy in? corner? The lazy boy like, corner. Like, what did you watch on Netflix this week? What was the, what was your top five snack? What's your top five snacks you made this week? Midnight snacks. <laughs> I can't imagine as a, I got to tell you, though, one of my favorite healthy snacks has to be um, when you get uh, carrots and you dip them in that, that, what is it, Blue Ranch or something? It's so good, dude. Blue Ranch. You must know. Blue cheese? Blue cheese. No, it's uh, like a dip. What, what? It might be like a blue cheese dip. I don't know. Ranch? I mean, I, don't, I think it's like Blue Ranch. That doesn't sound right, does it? 
Well, Blue Ranch, ranch man. It's, it's some rank. sort of ranch, but it's really good. Interesting. So, yeah. But well, I got to the- say, I, if, if you have people trying to fatten you up, that means that uh, you must be doing something right. Once, once, Listen, once people try to fatten you up and keep you home, that's when you know you're the real one. They love you. Nobody, nobody that loves somebody is just like, oh yeah, lose a bunch of weight and get ripped and get jacked and just start looking really sexy, and then uh, uh, that'll so, be great for me. So many obstacles in my life, man. And I just like <laughs> relax. Like the Patriots just won seven games, and no one can, no one wants me to be happy. It's amazing. <laughs> and then they trade for uh, Trent Brown, and you have some time. True. They're trying to get you to look like him, though. You know. I mean, that. I mean, if I could, I would. If I could grow and look like him, I would. <laughs> I want to see him grow a beard this season. Like I really do. I just want to see him grow a beard. He should grow a beard. He has the his baby face. Is you can't even face. imagine him with a beard. You just can't do it. You you kind of really can't. What if he grew I'm a mustache and that's it? Like if he grew up like a crappy, he's going to grow a crappy chin strap like we all did when we were 15. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to picture it in my head. You're right, dude. Like facial hair does not work for him. I'm picturing him with like everything. Except it doesn't for maybe, work. Like, it doesn't, dude. Doesn't I wonder work. how much facial hair he, like he has such a baby face. I wouldn't be surprised if he can't even really grow facial hair well at all. Some he guys can't. I've never seen him with this. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. We'll just do. tag him on Twitter and say, hey, Trent, um, can you actually grow facial hair or you just you just can't? Hey, Trent, uh, I, I saw you can uh, grow a beard and a mustache. Also, why does your wife try to get you to gain 86 pounds in 44-day cycles? Because my new diet is looking a little bizarre, but uh, <laughs> I trust that you know what's going on. Thank you, Trent. Take care, buddy. At that point, he just, uh, you know, he writes back like a love letter saying, listen, buddy, I'm sorry, but uh, you fell in love. You fell in love with somebody, and um, now, now it's time for you to just get fat. It's, 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 and, it's uh, right. It's right. Yep. Jim Corner's no more. It's oh, it's it. fat corner. Oh no. We've got breaking news on the podcast. No way. Breaking. And this is from a reliable source. This is uh this is Fa- Faux Fake. I don't know how you say it. Faux. Greg, Faux. That's never good. Greg Greg Bedard. And um <laughs> I just want to say that I have nothing to do with this account neither. This is LB, by the way. Like, yeah, for real. Check the receipts. I don't have anything to do. I'm just saying. I just saw it on my timeline, and Greg Bedard is. <laughs> oh wait, wait. It's not. It's let's see. Patriots first round pick, uh, Nikhil Harry suffered a non-contact injury during day three of Patriots West passing camp while attempting to catch a horribly thrown ball by backup quarterback Cam Newton. <laughs> Patriots are hopeful they can still trade him per Evan Lazar. Oh. So it is, it's per Evan Lazar, so it's reliable. That is course. just so cruel. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. You gotta oh wonder. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you have to wonder if this actually happened. And uh, if Evan says it happened, I'm the here to tell you. The problem is, it sounds so realistic. <laughs> 
Bro, what what, what happened to so Harry nasty. today? What happened to Harry today? Oh, the cam threw him. The cam underthrew him, and he died. Who dove for it? And he snapped his wrist. He snapped his wrist on the turf. He's trying to catch himself. He just completely like broke his body. He broke his leg and he broke it like fourteen bones in his ankle. And 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 you just be like, damn, Cam uh, Cam do the pass. Um oh, oh, not Cam. Oh no. He's so good. Yeah, I guess before we go, we could just say that Stidham had a pass today that looked like um, an NFL quarterback shouldn't be throwing that pass. No. It was the type of throw that if you or I are just playing catch and, like, we play catch for an hour, I might sail one over your head because, you know, I'm not a – I have a great arm, by the way. I can throw a nice spiral, and I love throwing the football around, but – I might lob eventually one over your head. I don't even know if I would do it as bad as that. That pass was just brutal. <sighs> I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Patriots, please draft a quarterback. Please do. Please do. I want a quarterback so bad. Um, people can make it about Cam or they can just, you know, say, hey, maybe they need to get better at the quarterback position because it's just a joke right now. Their roster's awesome. I think you'd agree. Their roster is amazing. Top five. Easily. I agree. Their roster looks fantastic. Then all of a sudden you have this dipshit quarterback, two dipshit quarterbacks, and I don't even know what, maybe Brian Hoyer? What's he even doing right now? Is he, like, employed at all? I do not know. <laughs> I don't well, think any of us know what Brian Hart is doing. That can't be good for him. It's good for us, though. Um, looks like Kendrick Bourne it doesn't follow me on Twitter, and I'm wondering why. Well, I got to tell you, I'm worried about Kendrick Bourne because uh, I was saying all these good things about him the other day. And he didn't even like a single thing I said. Oh, I hate you hate that. It just it has to make it's you bad like, juju for him. Yeah, it is. Especially when you know we're we're trying to be like the best, coolest fans in the world. And uh I don't know, maybe yep, he's yep. just a bad guy if he's not replying to us. I have a take. And this is um this will be the final thing we talk about. Got a little take and you know, our friend Spike King tweeted that sounds like someone may retire. And I love the guy. He was awesome. He was a big part of the run 2014 when he knocked out uh, the Seahawks defensive end, Cliff Averill, Brandon Bolden. But Spike King tweets this, and then everyone's like, man, is Hightower retire- retiring? Man, is uh, Jules retiring? Like, who's retiring? And Brandon Bolden, who we love, but like a lot of Patriots fans probably don't even know he's like on the team right now, was like, man, so many people just said I retired. Man, what the heck? I'm like, dude, no, they didn't. No one, no one asked you any of this. Not one person well, messaged uh, like, bro, I heard the news. Is it you, man? Don't tell me it's you, Brandon Bolden. He, he said it like, now I'm angry or like I'm pissed. What I'm is sorry. there to be mad about? <laughs> I'm friends with him on PlayStation 4. Like, he's in my friends list. He, we're like PSN friends, but 
No. Nobody nobody asked him once. Nobody gives a shit. Not once. They didn't ask one time. We love you, Brandon Bolden. I mean, well, I wouldn't care if you're on the team again, but no one asked you. Yeah. No, there's no chance. And if they did, you're giving us way too much credit. I love you too, Brandon, but but just hear me out. We don't give a fuck. How's that? That's pretty good, LB. I think we got we got 20 minutes uh, from Ryan Spagnola on here. You can hear this right after that. LB, thanks for coming on the podcast, and we'll see you with Mr. Doug Kide next week, sir. A treat as always. Love you, buddy. Go Patriots, and, uh, you know, Do go your Patriots. Job. Do, your, Do job. your job. Do your job, son. Hello everyone, it's Bryson. Another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with Pat's Pulpit legend, Ryan Spagnoli. What's going on, Spags? How are you, What's sir? What's up, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good to always catch up with you. Doing pretty good. Just drank a 7.30 p.m. coffee, ready to bang out a podcast and talk about the Patriots because there's been a lot of things Patriots in the last week to get excited about and or complain yeah. about on both sides. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you you might be the more of the complainer than me. Um, well, but yeah, I, it's it's more. I'm excited about the year, though. I think there's a lot more buzz, um, and we can get into it too. But you know, the spending spree. Just you know, debate all you want. Your favorite um, signing, like obviously the two tight ends is great. But I think when you look back in like a year or two, uh, Matt Judon. And and Kendrick Bourne, I think that one's just gonna like fly under the radar. That kid's got the swagger and the juice. I changed my name needed. to Kendrick Bourne stand today. Oh, I did see that number one fan, right? Yep, I changed my name today. Number one stand, yeah. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, when you watch, I mean, even from like the videos that like Stidham's been posting, and and you know what's kind of going on in Cali, like you see him run routes, and I know it's like no one's on him, but coming out of a slant, coming out of an out, like he's just so much quicker than like anybody they have at that position. Like, I think he's going to help them mightily. And I think he was underutilized in San Francisco. Like everybody they got, even Aguilar too, like a, a deep guy and people are, you know, scared of the money and the, and the type of contract. Cause he kind of went, was like really the first wide receiver off the board after, you know, Davis went after him, Samuel Galladay, all those guys. Uh, but I think Bourne's going to help him just from a yak perspective. Like they, Jacoby Myers is great, but he's a, Give me 12 yards, I'm going to go on the ground and move the chains. You know what I mean? Like, I think Bourne can actually, um, you know, contribute with the ball in his hands and make some big plays that they haven't had really in, like, five years. I think you're totally right, but the thing is they have those two tight ends, Bags. There's, is there an odd man out here? Because they have Aguilar. They've got Bourne. Jacoby Myers is still on a rookie deal. You still have Harry, unless you're going to trade him. But Edelman. <laughs> What about our man Edelman? That's an interesting one. I, I, if, if, I, if you had to pick, if I had to pick from one of those groups, like Harry's gone. Sorry, I'll trade him. I'll take a day three pick for him at this point. Um, I'd but, take anything. Yeah, like anything you can get. And like, you know, that's just another miss in the draft, especially early on. But I, you haven't really heard much of Edelman. Like you haven't seen him really training much. I feel like if he was good to go, wouldn't he be out there? He's in Cali all the time, like at this hometown. 
he's not to, he's not good to go. It was, re- it was reported. Yeah, they, they don't know if he's going to start the year. He's yeah, he's not good to go at all. And they, I'm, I'm sure they signed all all those guys, especially guys kind of like Edelman. Maybe you could compare it to Dole a little bit more, but he's kind of like Edelman in a way. And but maybe they did that because they definitely know Edelman's not going to play for at least a couple games, and if he does play. Yeah, I mean it, it'd be hot. It'd be tough to just straight up cut him. Like I, I, you can see him doing it, but I could like I couldn't. That wouldn't sit right with me, just because I think I don't think they would cut him. No, I don't. think I think so if either. Edelman doesn't play, it's because he doesn't want to play, or he and can't play. You have to start questioning that. I mean, he's been banged up. I mean, it just people forget that he's thirty five. He's thirty five in May. I mean, he for can a make slot a, receiver. He can make a position <laughs> switch and play quarterback. We saw him at Kent State. Yeah, right. I mean, Bar for the quarterbacks are very low this season for the New England Patriots. We'll take a Julian Edelman hybrid offense. As of right now, they're they're pretty low considering who's on the depth chart. Um, when it's I think we should get into in three that. weeks, dude. I, I, like I've told you, I've said it before. If if and I think they're going to have to trade up to get either like any of those guys: Wilson, Fields, Lance, Matt Jones. Can. That's the thing. We can get into that too, but I'm saying like if they go up and get a guy, if they if they even take one, one, even even at 15, like if they take a guy, it's so unlike them that like I would be able to trust their evaluation at that position to be like okay that this is their guy that this is the guy they wanted type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think they definitely have the resources to trade up too. And if you if you go like worst. I see. I want the Patriots to draft. Just draft a quarterback. Don't worry about it. First round picks. Who cares? Draft a quarterback. Maybe he's good. But the Patriots, they can just move up for a quarterback. I mean, if you think about all, if you think about all these like teams that might need quarterbacks, if they just go conservative, like the Jets keep Darnold, the Panthers they just stick with Bridgewater. On and on, the Falcons don't draft a quarterback. I mean, the Patriots could get someone like Mac Jones, or they could trade up maybe for a Justin Fields. Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I wonder too. Like you saw that report from Schefter, like right after free agency, that you know he feels that four or five quarterbacks are kind of going to come off the board, you know, in the top seven. Like I wonder if that's some smoke Matt screen Ramon, from GMs yeah. um, to to move, you know, to force quarterback needy teams like Denver, San Fran. Carolina Patriots to, to move up and to kind of overpay. But I think the sweet spot, man, like to get the seven with Detroit, who's obviously, uh, I mean, maybe they're in the quarterback market too, but who knows what, uh, obviously they just brought golf in. It's like, you have to think 15, 96 and like next year's first does it that, that moves you up eight spots. It might even be considered an overpay, but if you're going up to get your guy, you probably have to overpay a little bit. And I think that's a sweet spot because you know i'm interested to see what miami does i think they control the whole draft because they're obviously not drafting a quarterback they have two first round picks do they move that and get gain more capital for this year and next they control the entire draft and you can make an argument for the jets too if they stick with darnold team's probably going to be calling the jets and it sucks because those are two division rivals in cream of the crop spots to go get a quarterback before we get into Mac here, I know that Daniel Jeremiah entered my mentions to talk about how everyone thought that Miami's going to trade that number three pick. Brian Flores, do us a solid. You've been taking our players for years now. 
No? No I couldn't see. I, I don't know, man. Like, would, would a division rival... Would they do it? Obviously, there's some, there's some friction there. I don't think so. Why, why help your division yeah, rival? Yeah, there is friction. Least? Yeah, and why help your division rival that's beaten the shit out of you for, for I don't 20 know, years? Patricia's been making the phone calls, man. He's been signing those checks, we heard. Maybe that, Patricia I did can hear do that. something with Florida. <laughs> Maybe he can do something <laughs> for us here. That would be, I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's like, like a long they, shot, but it's still it's kind of crazy, but it might happen. If the Patriots get their next franchise guy and go on to, you know, dominate the division again, how do you live that down if you're Miami? You're like, wow, I just, sure. you know, I gained three that's picks. True. I'm just trying to argue for Miami here, giving us the yeah, pick, you know? I mean, dude, I'd, I'd love it. But Atlanta, four, if they don't take a quarterback, I'd be calling them right now. Cincinnati at five, if, if they – feel that Rashawn Slater yeah but if they feel that Slater isn't far off from Sewell like and they feel they can get I don't know tackles are going to go early you know how much they value them and there's probably about four or five tackles that'll go in the first round so um you can make an argument that they might not be their boards a little bit different they feel they can get their guy at 15 that's a team that could trade Philly at six they seem sold on Jalen Hurts at least I think there was a report that came out and then seven there's so many ways they can go, man. But I, I like I said, I think the cream, the, the best spot to move up is seven because I think you can still land a top guy there and it won't cost you as much as it would to go from like the four to five range, if that makes sense. I've got the cream of the crop right here. I can see into the future. What do we got? I would like all, all of these quarterbacks or any of these quarterbacks, I would be happy and probably stand really hard. Me too. But. The quarterback that I would stand the hardest for, and is not a reason a lot of people talk about, every time those Alabama wide receivers can, they tell everyone that Mac Jones is like the best quarterback ever, and all he can do is throw the ball amazingly, and that's what you want in a quarterback. And they also say that he's better than Tua, like all the time, which, I mean, Tua is probably not that great, but I think that means a lot that they proffer that information like every time anyone talks to them ever, whether you know it's going to get out or not. I think that yeah. matters. For sure. I think I I think Mac Jones, when you look at a scheme perspective, if they're not necessarily kind of changing their offense to more of a modernized approach and they still want somebody that's just, you know, can pick you apart and all about timing and, and anticipation. He's the number one guy then, you know what I mean? For what they want to do. I mean, I, my, my guy that I'd, I'd want the most, I think you would agree with me, Zach Wilson, but I just, I don't think that's possible unless you get to four and the jets and, and dolphins pass. Um, but Mac Jones, man, I mean, like I said earlier, if they, if they were willing to, to move up or if they were even willing to take a guy in the first round, which is so unlike them. Obviously, you had Brady for 20 years, so you're not really basing it off much. But I think you have to trust their evaluation. But I think Mac Jones in New England is is a perfect fit. Can he play right away, though? That's the the biggest question. Why not? I mean... I just saw him play with really good wide receivers and a good offensive line and owned. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I this mean, Patriots, this Patriots offensive line is going to be a top three offensive line. Yeah, it's, no, no it's question. Mike Unwin, Shaq Mason, Trent Brown, Dave Andrews. Like, I, I would feel. I know a lot of people don't want to just like throw a quarter, a rookie quarterback back there, but that's an awesome offensive line. Josh McDaniels is smart. The weapons are better. Kendrick Bourne. 
Just to well, the draft, other thing too, draft, man, is draft a rookie quarterback play him. is it's the perfect situation for them, right? Because you have going back to free agency, you've locked up your core for the next three to four years, particularly on, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and some of those guys are carrying some big cap hits. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not great on the cap by any means, but That's from my correct. understanding, is a lot of these deals were pushed out you know, years down the road, assuming that, you know, this, the cap's going to go up astronomically, you know, once COVID's over and these TV deals start coming in, it's so easy to build a team and a, and a really good team around a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. And also they have the weapons and the pieces around him for him to succeed right away. So that's what I mean. Like this is, if there was a time they were going to mortgage picks to go up and get a guy or even take a guy at 15, this would be the year because it's just it it makes so much sense to do so. I think you're absolutely right, and I will say, like, believe it or not, the, all the things you hear is that the Patriots are kind of aggressively wanting to get a quarterback. Like now, they want to be like, we want our guy, we want him now. We're getting an effing quarterback. If we this year, we're ne- we're, we'll never be without quarterback assets. We're getting one right now, one we like. That's all. That's all you hear. And, but is that so? Is that smokescreen? That's my biggest question. It's like you know these I don't rumors. Think it is. And, I don't think it is. I, I would hope not. I mean, I'm all for getting the next guy. I think, I think they're getting a quarterback. Yeah, and and outside the the first round, man, like I. I think if they pass on one in round one, unless a guy like Mac falls, another guy too that I really like, that's probably a day two guy is that Davis Mills kid uh, from Stanford. I've heard Very good things about experience. him actually. Yeah, he's he's a you know gunslinger, like pick you apart, really good uh, arm talent. Was the number one recruit coming out of Georgia. Um, not much experience, had some injury history, but I mean he can sling it, man. Uh, that's we need probably some stories about him. Man, we need we need some like Davis Mills was up thirty two hours in a row reading his playbook when he got to Stanford type quotes for me to put him up above Mac right now. Well, the biggest thing too is, and I I alluded to this when when all the quarterback stuff started coming out. Like if you look at the guys that they drafted after Brady, it was 10, 10 quarterbacks. And granted, like I said, you weren't drafting starters, so it may be different. It may be different now, but. Eight of the ten guys that they drafted all went to Power Five schools, all had multi-year, you know, starting experience, and dealt with some sort of adversity over the years, right? Like Ryan Mallett was a transfer from Michigan to Arkansas. Stidham, four uh, multi-year starter at Baylor, transferred to Auburn. Uh, even Danny Etling played five years at Purdue, LSU. Like they like those Power Five guys, and maybe that was, you know, they're drafting backups, so they want a guy, God forbid Brady went down. It's like, okay, this guy at least has starting experience playing big time college football. Um, but if you look at the guys in the draft right now, who crosses that, who, who, you know, who are those guys? It's Mac Jones. It's Justin Fields. I guess you can make an argument for, for Wilson, even though he's not a power five guy, but people forget, dude, that kid played as a true freshman at BYU until he, he hurt his shoulder as a sophomore. He was really good as a true as an eighteen year old playing college football. You never really see that. I mean, you see guys that aren't like big name like Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Field, even Field sat for a year behind. I mean, people forget that Jake Fromm beat him out. <laughs> so, remember the Jake yeah. Fromm stuff to the Patriots last year? Like, oh gosh, I, 
insane. He, he didn't have a job anymore. Gosh. So if, if you were like a quarterback picking robot for the Patriots instead of yourself, and you may be ha- more handsome and smarter than the Patriots, but I'm just going to make you sit in the Patriots robot seat and to draft a quarterback, who would it be? Who's it going to be? $5,000. I, ta- I, I can take any guy. Other than you get, you have to take a yep no you have to take a Patriots guy like a guy in the in the seven to twenty range. A Patriots guy from the seven to twenty range. Yep. That's tough, Who man. Would it be? I, I'd probably lean more towards Fields, but I would. I, it's one A one B between Fields and Mac Jones in that range. I would love Zach Wilson here. Like I would absolutely love it. I would stand him so hard. Uh, but I don't think it's realistic right now, um, especially when the, he goes through his pro day and starts interviewing with teams. I think teams are going to fall in love with him and try to move up and get him. But I'd say Fields and Mac or Mac Jones, 1A, 1B. I like Wilson, too. I'm not going to lie. I like Wilson a lot, especially like how he looks. In but he, is he a patriot guy? Is he a patriot guy? I don't know. He That's what those, I mean. He had those Manziel Mormon quotes from some teammates, apparently. Yeah, and the the captain scandal, which like who who really? I mean, how do they value that? Was that really true? I think from a leadership, I like, like him. I've heard themselves. I've heard really good. I've heard really good stuff about his arm yeah, and how he moves. Oh, dude, elite arm talent. Maybe probably the maybe the best in the class, even up there with Lawrence. But I think from a leadership and how they like their quarterbacks, I think it's hard to look past Fields or Mac Jones. Really, I think the crazy thing is that Wilson is actually the same weight as Trevor Lawrence. I think. He looks small though, doesn't he? He's. I think Trevor Lawrence is only ten pounds heavier than Zach. So Zach Lawrence Wilson. was two fifteen at his pro day, but he two, had that shoulder problem, so he didn't. He hadn't been lifting. I think by training camp, he's probably two twenty five, two thirty, and I think he's, he's got lifting. We know these guys. Come on, we're all the labor and all that. Like he's, he's doing bicep curls. <laughs> if, if he wants to last in the league, bro, he can't play at two fifteen. Like he'll get he'll get eaten alive. Like he's got to play agree. at two twenty five, two thirty. Wilson's you like tell me two oh five, I think six two. He yeah, looks he's... smaller than six two, but I, I'll I trust. Think he him. looks good though. I'm not gonna lie. I think he. Look, I think he looks good. I don't. I think the the Manziel, the Mormon Manziel thing scares me a lot, and that's why. Yeah, I LB's prefer... not a big fan I, of him, right? Is I LB know. Not a big yeah. Wilson guy. We're both we're both not. We're both I can speak for LB, we're both not. And I don't know if LB still likes Mac Jones, but the, I'm telling you, there's this one there's this guy every year in every single draft. And it's always the one that they're they're saying all the teammates love him. They all talk about how awesome he is all the time, how hard he works all the time, and they all go out of their way to talk great about someone. Like the Trevor Lawrence stands, like his teammates, they're not saying anything about him. All these Mac Jones dudes are like talking about Mac Jones all the time. I think that has to mean something. For sure. I mean, and like I said, when you look at a prototypical Patriot, it, it's him. It has been for two years. Um, and he loves much, the Patriots too, by the way. He thinks he's Tom Brady. Yeah. I, dude, he he looked real good at his pro day today. I, I don't, Dude, I think teams are going to like – It sounds might very casual, team. but it's not. There might be a sleeper team though that loves him. Like I could see Carolina loving him and taking him even like he like you see crazy things happen all the time. Could could Matt Jones go ahead of Justin Fields? Like yes. Could he go ahead of Trey Lance? Yes. Like crazy things happen. They have like look 
who would have ever thought Daniel Jones would be the, the second quarterback off the board? Remember the, all the Haskins smoke? And I was so out on both of them. But Daniel Jones went sixth when people were like, he's a late round one. So, like, teams have their guy. Like, I feel like Mac Jones might be able to fall in that category where there's a team that just loves him and will go up and get him. Yeah, to, I totally agree. Um, we're talking about these offensive players. We should talk about Nikhil Harry a little bit here, Spags, because he's been in the news for some trade rumors after we talked about quarterback. And I went and I counted like all the receivers they carry every year. And Harry doesn't sp- play special teams. He's like, you almost kind of would rather have Duggar too as a receiver, in my opinion. Very limited, like, very limited too with like his scheme fit. I feel like he, he can't play inside. And he's so he's going to be like the fifth wide receiver on the roster and doesn't play special teams. When has that ever flown with BB? Yeah, I mean, let's just go down the depth chart, right? Like Aguilar, Bourne, Myers, they're all locks to make the team. You're obviously going to carry Gunner because of his returning ability. Honestly, um, I would love to see them bring back Bird and get rid of get rid of if you can get something for Harry, do it and bring back Bird. I look to the draft. I look at that second round. There's going to be some really good guys on day two. Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Diami Brown. There's so They'll many. Pass. This, this wide They'll receiver class. On all of them. They'll See, pick like, the worst rather... one again. Yeah, I mean, that's the other no, thing. No, they're due. You're right. Of... They're due. The take is they're, they're due. due. So, so and... just go ahead and draft them because they're due. The problem, too, oh, like, and, and not to, like, defend Harry at all. But their problem oh, is. They, don't you they... dare. No, I'm not. But I'm saying, like. Everyone hates on these wide receiver picks, but like I feel like they don't, they don't like Mick Lombardi is their wide receiver coach. Like this, that that dude had no college experience playing the position. They have Troy Brown coaching running backs. Like really, like what are they doing here? Like they that's been their problem the last few years is they haven't got proven NFL talent at that position where it's like you don't really need a development develop these guys. I I blame Casario. Look at Zeglish first uh, offseason. Let's see how he does in the draft too. Yeah, I blame Casario. I think there's a lot there's a lot of stink on this team that, that had to do with Casario. From the ego we, perspective, you think? I think I think the the GM everything. I think I think a lot of a lot of stuff uh, Casario did, including Harry. Nick Nick Harry is the pick. Casario. I think we've seen as of recent the Patriots have drafted a little better as as they've distanced themselves from Nick. Yeah, last year, I mean that's still to be seen. But I mean Uche Duggar, I mean those were slam dunk picks. Um, I still think Jennings is it, it can be a player too. Uh, I just don't think there was much room for him last year. Obviously, he was in and out of the lineup due to injuries. Um, who else? That was like a late on Wenu, right? Like a six round pick. Like they did have a pretty good draft last year, but I think this one's important too. Uh, and we'll see which which kind of direction they go. But I, I'll take a guy. They're due. And like you said, my biggest problem with the receivers in terms of drafting them is their ability to develop them. They've had such a problem with that. And I think it comes from like they're, they're having wide receiver coaches come in and out of the door. Like Mick Lombardi is their wide receiver coach. And I love Mike Lombardi. He's like my favorite football guy to listen to. Uh, but his kid knows probably nothing about playing receiver in the league. That's my biggest problem. You there?
Thank you.